Hi, thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Kim Hicks, Vice President of Business Development with the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing. I'm excited to present to you, alongside our Diamond Apacan business partner, MDS Consultants. A little bit about MDS Consultants. MDS Consultants provides a nurturing educational environment with an intense focus on MDS integrity, regulatory compliance, and reimbursement methodologies. Their per diem, no long-term contracts have received positive feedback and have been highly looked upon as a solution that has assisted the skilled nursing community in optimizing their quality of care. They are a trusted supporter and can provide the following services. MDS completion, MDS system management, MDS data integrity audits, Medicare documentation audits, care plan audits, ICD coding reviews, and case mix management strategies. Joining me today from MDS Consultants is Jessica Stusen. Not only does Jessica hold two of APACN certifications, RACCT and RACCTA, but Jessica also has extensive experience as an MDS coordinator and is a licensed nursing home administrator. For more than two decades, she has served as a registered nurse, fulfilling various roles such as a clinical nurse, charge nurse, assistant director of nursing, and director of nursing. Her expertise is in MDS, hair planning, survey process, quality measures, risk management, utilization review, clinical reimbursement, and case mix. I hope I covered it all, Jessica. So the topic that they chose is titled, MDS, the hidden piece of your facilities puzzle. So before we get started, Jessica, I'd love for you to share, why did you choose this topic and why is it important? Well, thank you, Kim. I chose this topic because I truly believe that the MDS is a hidden piece of your facilities puzzle. Now I'm going to go way back and date my career back to 2005 when I started in long-term care. I was an acute nurse in a hospital setting right after graduation and I worked in ICU step-down area. So, you know, things change in life and I wanted to transition to long-term care. So I did that at the time. And the job opening that they had available was MDS coordinator. And when it was explained to me, it's an office job, it's nine to five, and you can pick up where you left <laughs> off on the next day. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like a great opportunity. Little did I know anything about what MDS was. So I feel with this, it is going back to the basics of what is involved in the position of an MDS coordinator and or nurse assessment coordinator. So 
The MDS coordinator, the nurse assessment coordinator, is definitely a skilled specialty and post-acute care nursing that I came to learn very quickly when I stepped into that position. You know, our focus is on the RAI system and its components, and we initially started with the MDS. So we had to become familiar with what the MDS entailed. And when I started doing this, Kim, it was 2.0. Oh, yes, I remember. So so I went through the transitions, and this position has truly evolved from just completing the assessments and turning them in. There is so many areas that are focused around the RAI system and starting with the MDS. So this is more focused for our new MDS coordinators, nurse assessment coordinators, joining our specialty skill in this post-acute care setting. And we have a lot right now. We have a lot of newbies coming in. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right. Well, let's get started with the first question I have. So why is MDS important to our SNFs operations? Well, Kim, the MDS is a multifactorial operational component of how a skilled nursing facility functions. The MDS is embedded in the regulations and is the foundation of the operational components within a skilled nursing facility. The MDS, or minimum data set, allows facilities to understand the other variables that exist. And tell me what the other variables are. Well, some of the other variables are the quality of care for our residents, reimbursement, value-based purchasing, behavioral symptoms, and psychosocial functioning. The MDS also provides identification of the resident's diagnoses, medications that are given, treatments provided, and their functional and mobility statuses. The MDS is truly the starting point of the RAI or the resident assessment instrument system within a facility for each of our residents. When I think about the RAI process in a facility, I think about how it relates back to nursing school when us as nurses learned the nursing process that we follow as nurses. The nursing process consists of assessment, diagnosis, planning, implementation, and evaluation. And so with that said, what does the RAI process consist of in relation to that nursing process? Well, the RAI process consists of the MDS, which is the resident assessment. And then you proceed on to the care area assessments, which is the decision-making process that leads to the person-centered care development, care plan implementation, and the care plan evaluation of the resident. So what is that evaluation? Well, as an MDS coordinator, I often would relate the MDS assessment that I was completing to a head-to-toe assessment that I did when I was working bedside nursing. 
for the resident, which is a breakdown of the resident's functions and any related issues or concerns. The resident is interviewed also on their cognitive status, vision, hearing, mood, social determinants of health, their pain, discharge plans, and their goals in collaboration with objective data that is also recorded in the resident's medical record. So after everything is collected, which is a lot, in that MDS, then what happens? The care area assessments are triggered from the MDS data elements that are found during the assessment process. The care area triggers the areas that need to be addressed for any potential actual risk, improvements, debilities, and areas of concern. Next comes the decision-making process. This can be a tough process, and it does take the collaboration of the IDT within a facility. Okay, so... What happens after that decision-making process? Then the person-centered care plan is created from the care area assessment framework. The care area assessments cover the areas that are triggered by the MDS assessment. But there's a catch there. There may be other areas that need to be included in the resident's plan of care that are not covered by the MDS. So that is where we need to think outside the box. That's where our critical thinking comes in. For example, after the MDS observation period, there may be areas that are relevant to the care area assessments that should be carried to the resident's plan of care. Do you have any examples that you could share? Yes. Uh, During your assessment period of a resident, the resident may not have had any falls. After the ARD or the assessment reference date, the resident does have a fall. And this is in the time that you are completing your care area assessments and you're creating their comprehensive care plan. Then you want to add the risk for falls and the actual fall to the resident's plan of care to work through resident specific interventions that you need to put in place for that resident. Yep, that's an important one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, so then, because I know this is a big one and you hear this all the time, who completes all of these sections of the MDS? (laughs) This is a very good question. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The MDS involves multiple data elements that should be completed by different members of your facility's IDT team. IDT members may include your DON, your director of nursing, your nurse assessment coordinator, your clinical nurse managers, dietary, social services, activity staff, therapy, and even your medical director and physician. And so kind of adding to that question, which is also a big one, who determines this team within your facility? Well, when you are determining the team, It is facility 
based because we all know that facility A and facility B are not operated the same way. So it is different. You have to look at the needs of the residents and the various aspects of the care required. This is the reason that it is an IDT approach because you're looking at the collaboration of all these disciplines and professionals that can communicate a resident's needs. In turn, when you put all of these disciplines together and are completing the different sections, it provides a higher quality of care for our residents within the SNFs. I like to think of it as looking at the whole picture of the resident. And often when I am training the new MDS nurses, when I'm telling them when they're completing an MDS, I said, you want to paint a picture of the resident. This is why the MDS is broken down into different sections, which are now called MDS data elements. They address different areas of the resident status. The IDT rules may divide the assessment sections of the MDS and focus on the area of the resident's care, but collectively it creates a holistic approach to the quality of care for the resident. So it really does sound like a puzzle that's coming together. Is that how you see the MDS as a puzzle piece? Absolutely. I think of the MDS almost as the facility's hidden piece. And why do I think of the MDS that way? Well, for starters, when discussing what we do as nurse assessment coordinators in a facility, we often state we coordinate residents' assessments or do MDSs. So what does that entail? The MDS is much more than just a minimum data set. The MDS, I feel, is a building block for our residents' foundation of care. This is where we start. We use these building blocks to build a strong quality of care for our residents and the facilities. This is why I believe the RAI manual states, hearing a resident's voice, they want us to do those resident interviews, and we need to do those resident interviews as members of the IDT in a facility. That way, we know what is going on with the residents. The data elements that we code on the MDS affect not only the resident's care, but they are also incorporated into our facilities reports. So when we are inputting the information into the MDS, we must be accurate on how we are coding each of these data elements. So obviously accuracy, it's key. So how do you make sure that you're always keeping everything together? Well, at MDS Consultants, we strive to focus on the accuracy of the residents' assessments. We code by the RAI manual. And in that RAI manual, it gives you coding instructions, steps for the assessments that we follow. While we cover for our clients, we have a strong communication with the facility's IDT members. And this is how we organize and coordinate the residents' assessments and their care plans. 
So it seems that's the key is really coordinating with your IDT team. I mean, it seems that is really very, very important for every facility to be doing. Yes, Kim, that is the key. Communication, communication to your IDT about the assessment periods, the assessment timing, when they need to know when to do their resident interviews. So we can count that and code that on the MDS assessment. That way we have that whole picture of the resident. Makes sense to me. Of course, I'm not in the facility. (laughs) This was, I think, very helpful, Jessica. So do you have any closing remarks and anything else you want to say before we end today? I just want to say thank you. And also come see us at the APACN conference this April in Florida. Yes, we are very excited about the APACN 2024 conference in Hollywood, Florida, April 10th. So come see us all. And we thank you to MDS Consultants for your support and being a Diamond partner. Thank you.